Street Fighters. How's it going, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? I hope you're having a great Wednesday night. But it's time for a street fight, and we're doing it live on the stream on Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, you can find us, twitch.tv slash streetfightradio is where we do most of our streaming. It also is the most uh, profitable streaming service, so if you can help us out by heading over there, we would appreciate it. And tomorrow night, Thursday night, 8 p.m., we're doing the Dungeons & Dragons stream, Street Fight in Rapid City. You get to follow along as Ace Cannon, Murder Brian, Anias, and Yakub head into the depths of Rapid City to defeat the most heinous of monsters. That's happening tomorrow night, so please tune in. Uh, if you're listening as a podcast, that's later tonight. So twitch.tv slash streetfightradio is the place to be to check that out. Uh, we also have our character creation shows available on patreon.com slash streetfightradio, where you also get access to the Get Motivated series. We did our Dave Ramsey show earlier this week with Tom Sexton from the Trillbillies, and it's now there on patreon.com slash streetfightradio. And it was a lot of fun. It was very crazy, and it was surprising i had no idea what i was getting into um but i am better for it so check that out uh, if you want to support the show and help us do what we do and and let us continue to spread this mess across the u.s you know we'll be out there again soon eventually saying hi to everybody doing shows and hanging out and partying but for now uh we need your help on that patreon uh other than that my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. And we're here to do it once again. The Basement Show. Yeah. The B-Dog's the B character. I, I, I want to say for you Dungeons & Dragons players, uh, if you ever wanted to watch Dungeons & Dragons played by somebody who, one, has never played it, and two, pretended like they were a 42-year-old man that uh, acts like a seven-year-old uh, create a character, then this is the show for you. Because I really, I just let my inner child out. Yeah, and, people uh, are excited to, to, I think you, I don't know if it's, I don't know what the stats are, but you might be the first person in Dungeons & Dragons history that knows Bo Jackson and Adam Sandler. <laughs> they look up to me. You got to remember that, ah. too. I look up to me as a guy. You know why I picked Bo Jackson? You really want to know? Jason worshipped Bo Jackson. And when I say worshipped Bo Jackson, Jason drew him and painted him on his wall in his bedroom. Like it took up a whole wall of Bo Jackson playing baseball. Oh, yeah. Elite. Elite. I just look at Bo Jackson as like the dude that everybody, everybody's just like fucking Bo Jackson, my dude. He's like the guy. They should still be making Bo Jackson shoes. You know what I mean? You know what I, I was looking up the uh, Larry Johnson Converse the other night. Oh. The Grandmamas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starberries. Have you ever looked up the Starberries? Yeah, no. Never those, messed with Starberries. Those are cheap. They were like the cheap ones. He was yeah. like, I'll make shoes that are $20. It's like, you know what that does to your brand, though? Right. You have a $20 Dude. brand now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when we made our bonus shows a dollar. We had a $1 brand. <laughs> Yep. yep. Yeah, but you know, to be fair, you got one dollar's worth of work. So yep. The, the shows take more work. Now they're five. That's how it goes. But uh, yeah, Bo Jackson is is to me. He was just like a guy that did the impossible. He was so important, and people would be like, "But Deion Sanders did it too," and it's like, not like Bo Jackson did though. Just not the same. 
as Bo Jackson. Michael Jordan did. Michael Jordan played basketball Not and the baseball. Same. Not the same, though. Not good at it. Because he mean. wasn't good at baseball. Right. I think Deion Sanders was good at both, but just not as... I think just the even the name Bo Jackson was really, like, he just had the name of a guy that, like, you were like, I gotta be this guy. I wanna be Bo Jackson. Yeah. I should name all. my kid Bo. Smart. Why don't I name my kid Bo? You could try to change it on Jesse, her. you shouldn't name one of your kids Bo. You had two boys. You could have a Bo Toma. You know what I'm saying? Bo, you don't know, did and Adam Sandler. I just picked him because like he treats his friends so yeah well. Yeah, he's got like a real. He's got like a a a, a thing where like I I haven't seen a Adam Sandler movie since probably Little Nicky or Big Daddy, one of those two. But my wife Mr. and Deeds? kid, what? What about Mr. Deeds? I did see Mr. Deeds. Okay, John Stewart's in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and kid have seen every. Adam Sandler movie and love them. Love them. They love the whole Happy Madison catalog. One day I was super surprised because they were like, they were telling me their favorite movie is Here Comes the Boom. Because like, I, uh, so when Street Fight wasn't Street Fight yet, it was another podcast that was recorded on Friday nights. My daughter was very young at that time. I think she was three when, when we launched the other show or what, three or four. And uh, so Friday night became movie night where my wife and my daughter would watch a few movies. And so they were watching all these movies. I wasn't involved with it. I was gone. You uh, know, I was yeah. gone doing a podcast. So like some, sometimes they're like, remember when we used to watch that movie all the time? And I'm like, no, I never even seen Here Comes the Boom. I still haven't seen Here Comes the Boom. Get in there. Grown Ups 2. They are Grown Ups 2. Like they're the world's biggest Grown Ups 2 fans. And now I've seen it. And it's got Stone Cold Steve Austin in it. So I was like, all right. And Shaquille O'Neal. So I was like, all right, you know. Yeah, it's got something going for it now. Yeah, it's got something going for it. I watched it. Uh, uh, Blended, they really liked. Which was I know just, none of these. This was a movie where he took all his friends on a trip to South Africa, where they, they filmed a movie in a South African resort. Tight. And it all took place in this resort. His girlfriend was Jennifer Aniston. and <laughs> Smart. <laughs> it's just like Adam Sandler seems like a, a a true all-around dude. You know what I mean? He just seems like, to me, like, yes, not a huge fan of most of his work, but he does seem like a really awesome dude, you know? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I agree. I think that um, it there is a part of me that some, there's a part of you that's like, God damn it, like, this is just him fucking around with his buddies. And it's not that it's bad. It's just like, you wish you could get paid a lot of money to fuck around with your buddies. I know people, I think the people that get like really jealous about that to me are just like, yeah. That's you just want that. I understand that I want that. Yeah. I understand that if me and you ever started making millions of dollars to make movies, that like I would just bring my friends yeah. to be in the movies. I wouldn't be out there like hiring, you know, want like people that are already actors or it would just be all my friends yeah. Yeah. in the movies. So I could go hang out with them in a different place. <laughs> Yeah. So it'd be like, yeah, can you believe this, man? We got a craft services table, man. You can eat whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. You only got to be in it for a minute and you get a few thousand dollars for it. You know, right. you're only in a movie for like one scene. You get paid a bunch of months. Like, fuck, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do things for your friends. That's like almost, I know being a leftist means you want to do things for everybody. But I think even people that aren't leftists, 
want to do as much as they can for their friends. I can't imagine a person who's like try running a ledger on their friendships. Does that make sense to you? Where it's like, okay, so uh, uh, I went to his house. So the next time he has to come to my house yeah, or yeah. like I bought him, I spent $50 on his birthday present. He better spend $52 on my, you know what I mean? Like people that run ledgers like that, it's like, you just don't even know what it is to have friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not going to work out for you. Yeah. No one's going to put up with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, but I have had friends like that. I've had horrible friends. Not anymore though. No, they're gone. I just one friend. We go out to eat every time we go out to eat. We weren't eating at five-star restaurants we were eating at bob evans you know what i mean mm -hmm. we get done eating and it would be time for the tip and he was just like i don't think you should have to tip that's their job and yeah, then, some stupid fucking mr pink thing right but if i would throw money on the table he would like take part of it no just to be like, well, if you're giving money away, you know what I mean? So, like, what we would do is uh, he would leave for his car and I'd be like, I got to run to the bathroom real quick. I'd run to the bathroom and I'd go and drop more money on the table. He didn't like spending money at all. He wants, he's the same guy that once told me this, this saying that, like, sums up, like, my, uh, uh, this really sums up who I am with money. Mm -hmm. He said, I order from... The left side of the menu. No, Brian orders from the left side of the menu and he orders from the right side of the menu. Meaning he looks at the price of things and I uh, look at what's in the stuff. Right. <laughs> You're looking for something good to eat. He's looking at how much it's going to cost. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Yeah. 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 But it does sum me up quite a bit. I am always on the left side of the menu. It's just like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, if I'm, if I'm cheap, I'm, it's, it's just such a, it's just a falsehood to say, oh, I'm cheap. And then you're going out to eat. It's like, you could have made this at home. Actually, you ain't cheap. You know, you ain't really about that cheap life. If you're sitting here across from me, yeah, left side of the menu orderer. I always think that like, when you go out to dinner, you should prepare yourself to eat the most expensive thing on the menu. Yeah, I agree. Like, that's how I feel. I don't think that you should go i don't think that going out to dinner and then worrying about the price is fun it's like there's no, no. reason to fucking do it no never <laughs> yeah it's, it's i mean it, it, yeah i um i'm not pre I, I i'm not preaching in any sort of you shouldn't do that but like i would rather save up two dinner excursions i'd rather say oh we were gonna go out to eat tonight but we only had 30 dollars. let's put that in the eating out bank over here and then the next time we want to go out we'll have $60 which means we can properly go out to eat but even if you only have $30 then go to a $30 ass restaurant right, right. you know what I'm saying yeah. you can still do that but you just I, I me and Katie first started dating I always liked taking her out to eat and I didn't know this was a really this was a time in my life where I didn't know how to go to a restaurant I didn't understand restaurants at all sure you know where it was just like the fancy restaurant was like Applebee's to me for a time in my life. And then McDonald's was, um, this is what I get. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I eat fast food every night for dinner. 
different fast food place every single night for dinner. You, you come home. The conversation is not, what are we having for dinner? It's like, which place are we going to? Is it going to be Arby's, Dairy Queen, McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger, Burger King. King? Yeah, Burger King a lot of times. Burger King was a big in the Quinby house. Big one. They were first on that Morningstar burger, and I ate so much Burger King all the time. I could, I would not leave the house, but I could crawl out of bed to go get a Burger King. <laughs> before my wife... Burger. Before my wife went vegetarian, that chicken sandwich at Burger King was just like... She just fucking loved that thing. And I love that damn Whopper so much. I can't, I, I just think it's the best tasting one, mm-hmm. you know? But anyway, like, I, I just didn't know what a fancy restaurant was. And I know the first time I went to a place in town called the Cap City Diner. It's called Cap City Di- Diner is in the yeah. word. Yeah. So I go there thinking, I look at the menu. I'm like, well, they, they have meatloaf. Yeah. They have pot roast. Yep. Um cheeseburger these are all very like in the world of of food that i eat right and of course i only looked at the left side of the menu when i looked i got there and i was like i didn't know food could be that expensive (laughs) yeah maybe on tv yeah but i also didn't know that it could taste like that you know what i mean but but the reason I'm telling this story is because like that night I ordered a cheeseburger because I love cheeseburgers. Not because I'm cheap and that was a cheap thing on the menu, but because like I was like, holy shit, what do you think a fucking $17 cheeseburger tastes like? You know? Yeah, yeah. And she got scallops. And I looked at the price and it said market. And I was like, well, I don't even know what that means. So maybe it means I don't know what it means. You know, I had no idea. And when the bill came and I saw what it was, what it was, I was like, back to Applebee's, man. We just going to eat at Applebee's and Ruby Tuesday now. They tell you what it costs on the commercial. You don't even have to go and look at the menu (laughs) in the place. They tell you on the commercial that you're only going to pay $15 for three courses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just, she always liked scallops. And every time I saw scallops on the menu, I like clenched up because i i knew it was going to be like she's going to order scallops uh and i would freak out and it would be like the movie where the date like orders a salad (laughs) but no i just got french fries tonight yeah you know i love french fries i'm just a sides guy i'm just gonna get (laughs) sides i just want two sides i just love them i mean i couldn't decide i'm doing sides yeah yeah, yeah 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 but yeah that dude i knew that that would that would get mad at me for tipping that is a guy I don't hang out with anymore and we'll never talk to again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Deserved. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I was around him too long. Honestly. Like this was <laughs> in my mid all the way to my like like 27. He's one of those high school guys you hang out with all the time in high school and you feel like you have to hang out with him for the rest of your life. Yeah, you feel like you're stuck with them. <laughs> yeah. like, what am I going to do? Like, I, I'm just around this guy all the time. <laughs> Let's just, uh, uh, for all of you people that are like 25 or 26 that are hanging out with some dude that is like really annoying and sucks, I can promise you that you will not be around him when you're 30 and you should just cut bait now i wish somebody had told me that yeah someone just (laughs) stopped you on the side of the street and shook you by the shoulders and just you don't have to stay around the people you don't like (laughs) you don't like him brian you you haven't smiled in his presence and you go to his house every friday night (laughs) 
So that this guy's house you don't like yeah. fucking trying to come up with conversation, but just screaming at each other the whole time. Yeah, it was fucking great, man. Um, I saw a story break earlier this week about Amazon. Uh, Grim Kim, who is a uh, um, who is a reporter that d- talks about metal, but also like workers' rights and shit. Just labor, right? yeah. Yeah, which are Ooh. both cool, you know? We'll get her on somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've talked to her in emails. I need to refresh in that conversation. I really want to get her on, though. Yeah, she probably just doesn't like us. It's okay. Yeah, I don't think so. You know, probably just thinks we're pieces of garbage. There was somebody did an awful thing where she was in Columbus and someone linked us, like added me or something. They added me too. And I was just trying not to be desperate and was just trying to be casual and just. Hey, if you're in, here's some great things about Columbus. You don't have to know me or meet me or anything. Yeah, but I was, I don't know. I suppose, I guess I was supposed to, to, yeah, bother her is what they wanted for yeah. a show. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Whenever somebody says somebody's in Columbus, I'm always like, I can tell you like a restaurant to go yeah. to. You know, you don't have to talk to me. <laughs> right. Just say, Hey, I'm thinking of going here or here. And I'll say that's the, the better choice. Yeah. You pick the right one, you know, and, and this is the neighborhood to go to. Right. To be around cool stuff. And this is, these are the bars. Right. You know, and then you're just like, because, yeah, I mean, I even imagine like for a woman that's like touring the country, like having people tell you to meet up with two dudes in Columbus, Ohio, is <laughs> probably yeah. not amazing. Well, it's tough too. Like when we were touring, like uh, we've been had, well, we've had the conversation about like changing your mindset on tour and how more appreciative we're going to be because did feel very intense to go and, and do all that stuff. And, you know, I don't think I had the best outlook on it. I think I was kind of pessimistic or negative about the whole thing. Uh, but when someone is like, Hey, it would be really fun if you came to like this thing for one hour and you just can't do it. Like there's just, I can't, I don't have the time. You don't understand. It's not that I don't care about what you're doing. It's just that, the moment that I'm not at home and I'm like supposed to be doing this, I'm completely frantic and frazzled. And I just can't think about having an extra task on my plate because this show is looming over my head the entire day. I'm like the people from Seattle are going to see me one night tonight. And I can't, I have to, I like, I just can't get out of that. I can't go and just stop by and, and visit and hang out with people. Like it's no big deal. Yeah, that's true too. It it is like, once you get to the place you want to go to, you really just want to sit in a hotel. (laughs) That is really the, you want to like, actually when you, when you tour or you're doing something like that, you want to sit in a hotel room and look at your phone while the TV's on. That is like really what you want to be doing the whole time. Even when you're supposed to be on stage. When yeah. you're on stage the whole time, you're thinking, like, how cool would it be to be sitting in my bed looking at my phone? <laughs> yeah, where you're like, well, after this after this is over, I can at least sit in, sit in the bed and look at the phone. Yeah, yeah. So these screenshots appeared from, from the Amazon union that, that is trying to organize in Birmingham. God, I hope, I hope they unionize. I just, everything in me, if there's somebody that's organizing down there... That wants to call in yeah. a call-in show. If there's anything me and Brett can do to help, I would be totally glad to do it. I, yeah, I mean, I'll fuck, send some dude. messages. Yeah, I mean, shit. If if like if there was touring, we would do a show in Birmingham. Like, yeah, for sure. 
yeah. right now because like I just I an Amazon union would really lift my spirits right yeah, now. It's a great start. Especially like with with like COVID, the way that they've been treated through COVID, like just to see them take one take one on the chin would be really nice and they are kicking and screaming against it which it is odd doesn't it seem like good pr to just let the union happen and how is it how much is it going to hurt amazon how much i don't know i don't know Uh, i don't think very much though you know what i mean like I don't think a company that makes that amount of money that is in that many homes that is like ubiquitous in this world is going to hurt if their employees union. But they offer something impossible. Like Amazon offers an absolutely impossible thing, which is that you can have a roll of toilet paper sent to your house within 48 hours for $4.95. I literally got this cube toy. In the mail in, in 48 hours. Right. Like, I ordered this stupid cube toy that Brett has that now I, I spent $100 on toys. On rare earth magnets? On rare earth magnets and a cube. The, the night we were here, I did it. Because, like... Oh, the Shishibo. Yeah. If I would have left... If I would have left here and not... If I wouldn't have got on my phone and went to Amazon as soon as I saw these toys and I played with them... I would have never got them. You know what I mean? I would have just left and I would have been like, it's normal. You know, I don't, I don't need these toys. Something to do over here. I did it when I was here and I was like, I need both of these toys. Cause Brett had two toys. And I said, I, I think I need both of these. And I ordered them here and I wanted the best version of them. So I, I <laughs> bought the best version of these rarer magnets and some weird cube. <laughs> No, but what Erica got me for my birthday, 1,000 tiny rare earth magnets that are make a cube that's probably an inch and a half, two inches on each side. And I've had two people over at our house now, and it's literally four adults sitting at a table sorting 1,000 magnets by color. We did it. We did the same thing with... uh, Yeah, we had friends over for Charlotte's birthday, and all we, we didn't play cards. We normally play cribbage. And it was like, check these things out. And it was like, these are, these magnets are fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got some coming soon that it, like, I got, I got a whole, you got the bars. Angle. You found bars too, which <laughs> found- I'm interested. I just have the balls, but you found bars <laughs> and that sounds cool too. I got a whole thing coming to my, house. bring your mat. Let's play magnets, man. Bring them over. I want to play magnets. <laughs> but yeah, I got it in, in such a short amount of time. It, you're right. It, it, it should be impossible to get this to happen. It's like gas shouldn't be that price. None of this should be this. Nothing rep- represents the actual price price it costs and the toll that it's taking on people. Um, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like also uh, for them, it's a domino effect because Alabama, you know, I love the people in Alabama, but you know, they're the butt of a lot of jokes and they're, people think that that's a place where folks are stupid and backwards. And I think that would be a really, really good trend to get started from them, you yeah. know, because yeah, you know, I don't agree with that, but it just is like if Alabama can do it, what the fuck is the, why isn't Columbus doing? Why why isn't the fucking Columbus Amazon distribution center working on this? You I know, feel like yeah, it's a domino that it, it really is basically any place where that domino could fall is a place for that to happen. You know what I mean? Like any, I, I mean, if it happened in New York, 
I think you would be like, well, yeah, New York's like more of a union town, you know, city. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, Birmingham, where workers' rights have probably been decimated over the years, to win there would be really fucking cool. Did you see the post office box story? Is that what you're reading? No, I'm no. What was the post office box story? Uh, it's it's weird. This is speculation. This isn't news or anything. This is street fight news, street level news. Um, but uh, they agreed to let them mail in their ballots as part of the voting process because of Corona. Uh, and then Amazon installed a USPS box on their grounds so people could like drop it off there. And folks are, folks feel like it seems very suspect. Like they're just going to burn those fucking letters. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to accidentally drop a match in there. Yeah. 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 Fall, fall, fall into a bucket of water and smear them all. Yeah. Or something. Spill a Diet Coke inside. Oh, man, if a wildfire happened right there at that box. Somebody put a cigarette butt in there. Someone just flicked their cigarette Someone in there. <laughs> it you was know. like one of those butt depots that's yeah. smoking outside of the store. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is about the offer is what they're calling it. And uh, uh, what it is is fat, I'm, I'm reading the frequently asked questions about, and it's in quotes, the offer, which, by the way, very scary sounding thing, the offer. This is from Amazon. Amazon. And they call it the offer. And so, you know, internally, they're like, well, how do they react to the offer? The question here is, what is the offer specifically? The answer is an exit bonus starting at $1,000 for part-time and $2,000 for full-time, depending on how many peaks you have worked. So... They they take the peak hours that a person has worked or the peak times that a person was worked and then they decide on a uh, uh, an amount. So if you work one or two peaks, then your full time and reduced time amount is or your full time and reduced time amount is two thousand dollars. Five or more peaks, they'll give you five thousand um, dollars. And this is just to thin out their current workforce. That's what it seems like because uh, uh, somebody in there was, were mentioning. That uh uh some so let me read this. How much do I receive if I participate? The gross amounts are below, and the net amount received would be reduced by applicable reduced by applicable taxes and required deductions in the next regular payroll following the departure date. Regular hourly blue badge Amazon associates who have completed one continuous year as a blue badge employee are eligible. The total amount of associates received varies based on the number of peaks worked at Amazon and whether the associate is full-time, reduced time, or part-time. Peak is defined as being employed on or before December 1st, 2020. And then, so, the offer is available to these people so that you can work. And it seems like they're trying to, yeah, it seems like they're trying to thin out the workplace. Yeah, some people, I I guess I saw the salacious spin of it saying they were paying they were paying people that wanted to join the union to quit but this is just a blanket offer that they're giving to to everybody or to certain people it seems like everybody that works there yeah and so so the plan is um get as many people right now you have a work environment where they're sympathetic to unionization you want to pay to get rid of them and then the folks you bring in, you're going to play union busting videos. You're going to have HR talk about how much it would hurt them so that you can like, it's, it's basically a new broom sweeps clean yes. idea. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I think that's like really, that's a weird one. 
That is what, because I got to tell you the truth. I don't know that one. I would like actually take it. Oh, come on. (laughs) Don't say that on the show. I'm not a union. I mean, if, if this was, never mind. I wouldn't (laughs) take it. I would take it. Probably. Wow. You, you're, you're spineless, man. I would be tempted. I guess I would be super tempted to take it. But like that's a one-time payment. If you if the union wins, you get an extra two thousand or five thousand dollars like all the time. That's true. And that pay true. increases and benefits increases. Like the money is easy right now, but the hard money pays better. Okay. Okay. I like that. You talked to me. You would have to sit down and talk me out yes. of it because getting a five thousand dollar check. You know, if somebody like was like, I'll give you five thousand dollars to quit, I'd be like, quit, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. You know, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So uh uh that's that's the latest that we know. It's te- it's tempting. I, I get it. It's tempting, but uh five thousand dollars is just a lot. To tell you the truth, dude, five thousand dollars just feels like it'll fix my life. Every time I think about money. I think of it in terms of how it would change my life. And I very, very rarely in my life have had $5,000 at one time. It's a, it's a, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like maybe four times in my life if I had $5,000 in my account. I mean, not spendable. I've never had 5000 spendable dollars. No, 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 no. I couldn't go somewhere and drop five. Gra- I couldn't even go somewhere and drop like fucking $200. Yeah, like five hundred dollars. I have to check the bank account and do some strange budgeting and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> to spend five hundred dollars. So, like five thousand dollars would just be like I. I know I would feel comfortable uh, spending fifteen hundred dollars on something. <laughs> Maybe I'd get a PS five. If somebody handed me five thousand dollars this week, I'd probably buy a PS five and like for for like scalper prices. <laughs> yeah. First available on Facebook Marketplace, eleven hundred. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would definitely do that. I'm bad with money, as I order from the left side of the menu. I got one more thing over here, and then we'll get to uh, your stuff, Brett. Uh, and the authorities in Arizona accused a man of going to extreme lengths to get out of work this month, saying he oh, faked yes. his own kidnapping, bound his own wrist, gagged himself, and invented a story of treasure hidden in the desert. The man, Brandon Souls, was arrested last week on a charge of false reporting to law enforcement. The police in Coolidge, Arizona, said in a statement that outlined a scheme they believe was intended to get Mr. Souls excused from his job at the tire store. I gotta tell you the truth, dude. We're at a tire store seems like it sucks. You know? I mean, there's some days that you want to be able to pull like a mulligan. Or just yeah. say, like, it's not not today, man. I can't put up with this today. You're in Arizona. You're working in a tire store where you're probably in the garage yep. putting the tires on the car. It's hotter than fucking shit in there. And it just is like it's you $9 wake up. an hour. Yeah. And you wake up and you're like, just, I need a month to think. You yeah. Know? I need a sabbatical. Yeah. And they won't give you a month. No. You can't just go in and say, I, I need to leave here for a month. I can't do this for a month. You know, in the statement, the police said that Mr. Souls, 19, admitted during an interview with detectives that he had made up the kidnapping story, Damn it. which led to his arrest. By the way, this guy, this is another case. This is like the guy we talked about, the, the guy that pretended to be a DEA agent. You remember that guy to get a discount on hotels? Yes. <laughs> Down at fucking Dolly World. <laughs> this is just another fucking guy who thinks movies are real. 
You know what I mean? Because he's talking about treasure hunts and kidnappings, and he's out in the desert, like chained up. You yeah. know, I have I have two I have two anecdotes, two relatable stories to this. Number one, um, somebody I worked with, Hannah, absolute legend, terrible worker. She claimed that her boyfriend tied her up and held her hostage, and that she wasn't able to come to work, and that was enough for the managers to just be like oh well we're just glad you're here we don't want to pry into that at all did she tell you that it was bullshit she did not tell me it was bullshit but i just there were often times where things got like where you're like i partied with her a lot i hung out with her a lot it, ah. yeah i knew the cut of her jib i knew who she was it was elaborate. It made sense. And it was shocking. She was also, you know, she was just dysfunctional in a way that was like, she didn't mind telling people in front of her, you know, some fu- telling the manager some fucked up shit so that they would be like, okay, uh, yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to get involved. We don't want to even know anymore. Just keep it at that. We talked about that on the call in show where we had people call in sick. Yes. Do that again sometime. That was so fun. Yeah. But, uh, a few people did call in with some really fantastical stories. Yes. And I think we did make the decision that it was like, yeah, fantastical story will actually get them to leave you the fuck alone. Yeah. Especially a violent one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's stuff. If you're willing to go there, it will just immediately shut them down. Okay. Second story that relates to this. Somebody I worked with, which I'm not going to say their name just to be kind, crashed their car in the middle of the night after leaving the bar and was investigated for like over a month had to check in with an investigator she claimed that her car was stolen somebody stole her car and crashed it and Mm. like weeks later she was like brett i don't know what to do this investigator just told me that he has an eyewitness that says it's so it's somebody that looks exactly like me and they saw what i was doing and i don't know what if i should just give in and i was like you can't like they don't have anything you can't give in and she she beat it the like, insurance company paid her for a stolen car that she absolutely lied about i actually have an you, acquaintance i would never they can't prove they can't <clears throat> prove it if you're the only one that hatched this this scheme they're not going to find and as don't tell your friends don't tell anybody you know that you're about to fake a kidnapping cuz you're going to lose the you're going to lose the the believability right i had a friend this is not the same but i did have a friend who who uh claimed her car got stolen and lit on fire and uh this was a very long time ago this is somebody and she she got away with it they the gave her the insurance check. paid it out they they gave her the money, like her and her boyfriend went and lit the car on fire. It worked. Great. Yeah, yeah. She got her new car, and uh, her old car was a piece of shit. She was underwater on it, so she she got the insurance payout and just bought a used car that she could pay cash in, and, and yeah. everything was great. Then four years later, did it again, and uh, no, the, that's a. <laughs> yeah. That's not the Hannah. The, the the she didn't have any other stories after that. She had one. Ex, she cashed in her extreme scenario, but after that, it was regular old stuff. You you get one. You get one shot on a lot of these things. That second time, she had been talking to people I was close to at the time and telling them the plan, and they were telling her like, "Dude, don't don't. Yeah. You only get to do that one time. Yeah. And you're lucky." You fun got away with it the one time, you know. <laughs> but dude, do you think that when the insurance company the insurance company can't look up 
that this has happened to you before. Right. Like, you're fucking lucky they didn't come back and get you on the other car. Yeah. You know? Like. <laughs> yeah. And she, yeah, she uh, Went did not get it. away with it. Parents had to uh, uh, cash out their retirement to pay. Cash out pieces of their retirement to pay to replace the car and pay the insurance company and shit. Did they didn't go back on the first one though, right? Or was it a different company? No, they didn't. The first one didn't come back to bite her. It was just the second one, but it there were fines, yeah, and all kinds of shit. And she just was like, she was fucked because it was like shit. It's like the IRS stuff we talked about. It's just shit that had to get paid, or she's gonna go to fucking jail. Yeah, yeah. You know, the insurance company basically put together a bill and said, uh, "This is this is how much we want." And her parents had to get her out of trouble, and like it, it permanently fucked them. You know, and it was just like, uh, uh, Jesus God. fucking Christ. <laughs> Gwen, don't burn a car. Don't burn the car. Yeah. Well, more than once. More, don't, than once. more than once. The two times thing was so crazy to me. This like, just, uh, that, I don't know how many people told them not to do it a second time. It was just like, don't, you, don't do it. It is very illegal. Go rob a bank. <laughs> yeah. Go knock over old ladies. Go find drunk guys walking in the middle of the night and steal their wallets. Do not burn that fucking car again. Because the insurance company will look into it. I think their idea was like, I'm just one of thousands of customers, tens of thousands of customers at this insurance company. They're just going to pay it. They're not going to care. They're not going to look into it. And it's like, you're one customer who had a thing happen, which makes the pool smaller of customers that they're paying attention to. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. They're, they're, they're paying attention to all of the cars that get stolen and burned a lot more than the cars that don't get stolen and burned. So you become a person in a smaller pool of people that they, they also assign each one of these cars that get stolen and burned to a person yeah. who pays attention and looks through it and tries to figure out if things are fucked up. And I can guarantee they fucking, they got this. They looked up some police reports and they were like, oh, this yeah, is the second time this happened. Even yeah. just the guts to do it the same two times. <laughs> to do it twice and do the same. Like, couldn't you have, like, fucking ghost rode your car into a wall and yeah. totaled it or Off anything a else? Into yeah. a river. Yeah. Some teens took my car and joyrided it into a, a, a local lake. Yeah. It was a really weird story. But people, the thing is, like, people get very desperate. When it comes to money yep. and work and like you're a 19 year old dude, you don't like working. Yep. You're at this tire shop. You're just out of school. You're starting to feel like maybe there's not, maybe adult life isn't that cool. Like you thought it was going to be. And you're like, I just need some time to think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's lots of intense moments when I mean, I guess as adults, you know, you're just like, yeah, I wanted to cry three times this week, but I didn't have the time for it. You know, like there was no extra time for me to plan a robbery or, or to give up. But at such at that young age, you just don't know what to do because you've left work and you go home and you're you're I'm sure you're having a fit like you, you're you're panicking about it. You don't you feel like if you go to work tomorrow, it's the end for you. Like, that's what pushes you to do this. And it's something that we've all felt 
where you're like, I don't, I don't, I literally don't think I can do this, but they're going to hold it against me. They're going to fire me if, if I show that I have a little bit of weakness when it comes to doing this grueling work for no fucking pay. Yeah. And I also don't think, I think it's really interesting that it's very hard to get back into your 19 year old mindset. But I will say, because I have a 16 year old, she has said this a lot of times. It's like, uh, your mom's at work for eight hours a day. Like she's at school for this many hours. She's like, yeah, but she's getting paid for it. If they were paying for me to be there all day, it would be fine for me to be there all day. Right. I remember thinking that too. It was like, well, once I'm out in the workforce working, then I get paid for the time that I have to spend at the place. So it's good. Yeah. But it sucks worse than school. School was fucking easy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the the people at school care about you. Like the people, the teachers at school are concerned and want to help. When you go into the workplace, it's so alienating. It, yeah. It's so hard to make sense of, and uh, it, it's it's unbelievable. I can I can totally imagine doing this at 19 years old. Um, I mean, I got out of out of high school. I got a job doing collections, and it it ruined my life. Like my interior life. I, I talked to adults all day long, people that were twice my age, um, that were in absolute horrible financial situations. And they would just talk endlessly about how a medical bill came up or a car thing came up, or they thought they got fired or whatever it may be. And that I, I just didn't want to go to the, I just didn't know what to do. I was just stunned. I was catatonic. And, and I got fired from the job because they were like, you sat on dial tones for nine hours on Saturday. Like you just called and called, you called people. I would call people. And when someone answered, I would hang up on them immediately, but I would call and call and call until I would get a dial tone to ride on. And I would just ride a dial tone for as long as I could. And then look for the next one. Yeah, that is and just mean, despondent, totally disconnected. Yeah. I feel like you can't leave because everybody will say you're immature. You're yeah. Your dad, your mom. All you, everybody's going to think that you gave up or that you're worthless or you're not willing to do what it takes, but it's, it's, it's completely normal to feel that way. Yeah. Especially at that, at that age. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's cool that he went through the whole thing. Yeah. It says the police were first called at about 525 PM on February 10th when officers responded to a report about an injured man in an area near train tracks, houses and a city water tower in Coolidge, a city of about 13,000 people, about 55 miles outside of Phoenix. The caller reported that the man was going in and out of consciousness. This is him calling, right? Okay. He, yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, it's probably him saying like, Oh, there's a dude tied up by the road. He's going yeah. in and out of consciousness. And then he just, all he had, the only acting he had to do is when the cops came. Right. Which was probably a real tour de force of acting. He tried his best, I bet. <laughs> uh, while the, when the officers arrived, they found a man later identified as Mr. Souls with his hands bound behind his back by a belt and a purple bandana stuffed in his mouth, according to the police. A photo from the police department showed the man with his hands tied while lying on his side on the ground. Mr. Souls to told officers that after completing an errand that morning, he returned to his home where two masked men abducted him near his vehicle, struck him in the back of the head and knocked him unconscious, according to the arrest uh -oh. report. So he did the gun thing, right? The boom, 
in the back of the head and it knocked you out unconscious immediately, which may be true. Very movie thing. Yeah, I um, that's also a medical thing that they're, they're going to check on. They're going to look for bruises on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's probably true. Uh, Mr. Souls told officers that after completing an errand, that, oh, I'm sorry, I read the, the men, according to Mr. Souls, drove him around in a vehicle before they left him in the area where he was found. The police said Mr. Souls was taken to a hospital where he was evaluated and interviewed by the police. According to the department, he told investigators that he had been kidnapped because his father had a large amount of money hidden throughout oh, the desert. Oh, okay. This Breaking Bad. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like me making my D&D character. <laughs> Just telling my favorite TV show and... Japanese RPG video game stories. My, my dude watched Breaking Bad. And he, he just decided, like, I'm Breaking Bad, man. Yeah, yeah. That's who I am. No, I'm a victim of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, it, Somebody's Breaking Bad in this town, and they just steamrolled me. I would love somebody to make a TV show now about this guy. Like, uh, uh, like he's 19, and, and, like, we just take his story literally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just make a TV show. Uh, for days, detective tried to investigate his account, included by including by reviewing surveillance video of the area and interviewing people he mentioned. Hospital records showed that Mr. Souls had no concussion or injury to his head. A police report said. And text that, exactly. That's they're going to check that man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I that's one of those. Okay. When I worked at when I worked at the warehouse, I I honestly completely and seriously considered breaking my pinky finger. Yeah. Like I thought about there was rollers, there was rollers for boxes. There was metal shelving. I used to think about pushing a cart and just letting my pinky hang out. Like I'm drinking a cup of tea and turning a corner so swiftly that it just snaps the motherfucker. I mean, I had tattoos. I, you know, I felt like I could put up with the pain. It's not that big of a deal. I, I really considered hit on several occasions was just like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind if I'm here another day. I have to get a medical emergency to happen right now. Well, I, and I'll tell you, though, what happened to me really bears out that, like, that can change your life tremendously. Yeah, it did for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got I got robbed at the at work. I jumped out a flight of steps, broke my wrist, got a year off, and now I'm a podcaster. <laughs> Yeah. Instead of a cable guy, you know, I'm a podcaster like comedian type and, and with a TV show and all that stuff. And it happened because of an injury at work where I just had fucking time to breathe. Yeah. For the first time yeah. in my life, I had fucking time to breathe for a minute and, and I was getting paid. Money coming in. Money coming in. The exact same amount of money coming in every week. And I'm sitting at home fucking relaxing, not doing anything. Uh, having fun, smoking weed, taking pills, right. going to the movies and stuff, and like. Uh, but even with even in those moments, you there like you don't party forever. At a certain time, you're like, man, what am I gonna do? Like, what 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 would be the best way to keep this fucking gravy train rolling? Or yeah. what can I do to make my situation better? Yeah, I think the second time I went, and they said it was gonna be another six months before I could go back to work, and I was still gonna get paid. I was like, I am going to change my life. Here, I, I, you know, I, I smoked less weed. I, I, I did a lot less of the, the, the going to the movies and fucking around. And I said, you know, I am going to come out on the other end of this with fuck, dude, even if it was like a 
higher paying job at another blue collar yeah. shit company. I was going to come out on the other end of this doing something. You know what I mean? And uh, having that time, having that year, 18 months I had. I had 18 months off paid. And I wasn't allowed to work. I wasn't, I like, I wasn't allowed to work. But I could go out and party and shit like that with a cast on, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, I went bowling, actually, <laughs> Which was stupid. I always thought I was going to end up on TV. Yeah. <laughs> With the, but, but the uh, 2020. But like, yeah. Oh, like they're going to catch you on worker disability or something. Yeah, on workman's comp. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, like people really do need extended. There should be sabbaticals. There should yeah. 100% absolutely be sabbaticals if we really want people to realize their full potential. And yeah. I think. 90% of people would just go back to work at the end of their sabbatical. Yeah. I don't think that if people were able to have a sabbatical for, you know, six months, eight months and get paid for it, I don't think most of them would leave and become a comic or, or a podcaster. I think most of them would come back to work, but they would be able to have that, that journey of free time, time to think, time to breathe, time to uh learn Take something stock of your life. like yeah. i was learning how to barbe I, I learned how to grill and stuff during that time i i everything i know about cooking i learned in that period of time like I, i'm learning more now but before that time i couldn't make anything that wasn't from a box and now i'm a pretty good cook you know what i mean and like I learned that at that time uh even considered getting a job at a, a restaurant or something like that when I left the cable company, like I, I, it really changed my life. And, and like, it could change everybody's life if we gave people time to breathe every once in a while. Yeah. I don't know how much, I don't know how much of this is true, but I've, I've read some articles and stuff. I believe that said the Chinese new year is like a two week endeavor. And a lot of people don't return to their jobs after it. Like once they have some time of way, they just look they spend the first week celebrating and the next week looking for a different position. But they probably do return to a job. Yeah. Oh, yes. For and sure. Yes. Some people, it, it, it ends up but, balancing out in the end. And I agree you with know? you. I think that I think that we should find out who doesn't, you know, people that work should be afforded, you know, shelter and food without any sort of, uh, without any sort of panic. Um, but I also agree with you that like, we should just funnel people that if you're not, if this, if you're not into this, if you can't show up and do this five days a week and you're having panic, panic attacks and this is going wrong for you, like you should find something else. Like we, we, but there are people just totally built for the regular day in, day out. They'll do the, they'll do the Friday email to the, they'll do the, the emails, they'll do the communication stuff and they're perfectly fine with that, you know? And, and, you know, it, for me. Like, I fully intended on coming back at the end. Like, it was this wasn't a plan. Like, I wasn't some genius plan. Yeah. I even did come back for about six months thinking, like, I'll just keep doing this. You know, I look, I don't really have a problem making a living working. I mm -hmm. didn't care about there wasn't. I mean, maybe I'm a little different now, but at that time. There was nothing in me that thought, number one, nothing that thought this was possible. 
Like, I just never considered this possible. I'd never considered being a comedian possible or an artist or, or making my living doing something creative. I didn't consider that possible. And I wasn't crushed about that. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't some big bummer to me. It was like, I'm going to go back and work. I just want to make more money. I, I think I wanted to get out of the van. I didn't. I wanted to go to like an office or or a warehouse or something. I just yeah. didn't want to be driving around all day because it, it took too much of my time away. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, he got caught. They they brought him in for questioning over and over and over again. Yeah. Until he fucked up his story. They also checked his phone. <sighs> he said that he had phone messages and texts from the kidnappers and stuff. And he didn't have that. You got it. It's got to be airtight. Yeah, because they do check that. If one thing's Vegas off possible. to the police... They're going to spend all their time fucking with Yeah. Him. And again, telling, I, I want to, I, if you're planning on pulling off a stunt like this out there, I want you, which I don't think is out of the realm possibility of the street. Some people audience. are, no, some people are taking notes right now for sure. <laughs> if, if you're thinking of pulling one of these stunts off, uh, not fantastical. Think of it in a way of how, like when you're on a computer and you're working how different that looks when they do it in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't make a movie. Don't make yeah. your story into a movie. You're going to be Ernest Hemingway about it. Yeah. Just don't be get... very short and just, hey, I came home and someone kidnapped me and I woke up next to these tracks. I don't know how they knocked me out. I don't even know how. I might not have bruises on me. I might. Or there could be a chemical agent. I don't know. I just... Don't know what's happened. Yeah, and the and the the money buried in the desert, buried all yeah, over the desert. That yeah. was the. I think that was the flaw. That was the major flaw in the story because if you're a cop, which they're dumb as fuck, but I think they know that this money being buried all over the desert in different spots is not a thing that happens. You know, it's, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it is a thing that happens, but I just, I don't believe it. You know, it's something I've been thinking about. I've been watching these Italian crime series and they're always these drug turf wars. And I'm like, I've never seen a turf war in my life. Yeah. I've never seen somebody have turf, a drug dealer have turf. You know what I mean? But I, I suppose it happened at some point or in somewhere, but I really didn't think the drug dealers had turps. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you're an expert on it, though. I agree. I agree. I just it never, you know, I've never, I've, I've never had somebody start selling drugs and then found out that they're on somebody else's turf and had to start paying them. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just not that way in Columbus, though. You know, well, maybe I mean, turfs here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's certain parts of town you can go to buy drugs, and I, I, if you know the spots, the people that have them probably want to protect them. Oh, I wish I when I went spots. to Denver, I went and got bought drugs from a place that seemed pretty well, pretty easy place to buy drugs, and I was right. Yeah, and I'm sure the guy I bought drugs off doesn't want anybody else be in there. Yeah, you know, if I show right. up, you're probably right. You're probably right. I mean, no, it's I, just these elaborate wars. Yeah, these I agree. TV shows, and you're just yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's TV. That, that's what this guy was doing. I think he was going off of things he's seen in movies, and it just didn't work out. And uh, if I could give Mr. Souls a little bit of advice, just quit the tire story. You don't want to be there. It's not. Yeah. Fun. I mean, you yeah. Know? I think that uh, that's always what I have to say, too, is 
there's um there's uh there's a, like an old country ass saying that goes that's like wherever you go there you are which means like you're not going to get away from your problems if you have a problem with your job you 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 can't just come up with a story and get rid of it you you're going to have to figure out something else like whatever's going on internally you have to address that because that's not going to go away with some quick scheme with the job. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to, if they bought it, what would you do? If you, if you, if, if you went in and said I was kidnapped and they believed it and you got a day off work, I mean, what are you going to do tomorrow? Yeah. Fake a gas fucking sh- shortage <laughs> yeah. or a flat tire? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe do that too. If you're going to call up, just say you got a flat tire. Not yeah. at the tire shop, though. Yeah. Maybe like, why you got You know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. You be stupid. So let's get another thing going here. Uh, wanna, we, we got time to do at least one thing. Okay. I, I know we, we promised touching fish. It's a good one. So let's do that. There's, there's plenty of time. We can give plenty of time to touching fish. Yeah, let me... Uh... And still come in at the amount of uh, uh, time that's normal. 90 uh. minutes. All right, this is fun. Uh, touching Chris. Touching t- Chris. Touching touching Chris. Killer Chris, my man. Touching fish craze sees China's youth find ways to laze amid the 996 work culture. What's so, 996? I don't know. They, we'll, we'll have to, to, to learn. I'm that. looking that up right now while you uh, go for this. On the Chinese microblogging platform Weibo... Enthusiastic slackers share their tips. Fill up a thermos with whiskey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that is good. Uh, that not- Do planks or stretches in the work pantry at regular intervals. That's a really good idea. I would just lean instead, but building up a strong core seems like a much better idea. Uh, the 996... Uh, system it derives its name from its requirement that employees work from 9 a.m to 9 p.m six days a week fuck <laughs> that's the nine that's awful work cycle they do say that it's a flagrant violation of chinese law so but it is also like america it's the unspoken thing yeah yeah it probably is just an unspoken thing my, like what are you gonna do report us right my wife works in an industry where it's like we send emails at 1 a.m People are up till 1 a.m. doing job stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, drink liters of water to prompt lots of trips to the toilet oh, on work do time. Don't do that. Just go to the bathroom. Don't. I would hate that. I did a poll the other day about do you like going to the bathroom? And got to be honest with you, man. It was pretty 50-50. Really? Yeah. People don't like going to the bathroom. Well, that's like a, what you're uh, you're anti? I don't like going. I'm I pro. Wish, uh, somebody asked me if you could... Sit on the toilet for 48 hours and then not have to use the bathroom again for 50 years. Would you do it? I said, oh, yes. I would take that deal too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hate going to the bathroom so fucking much, you know? It's I, gross. It just is gross and it smells and like you sit down and get comfortable and you got to pee, especially as you get older. Like I'm 42, I pee a lot more than I did when I was 20. You know, and it just is, it's not good. It's just going to the bathroom I enjoy is the worst it. thing you have to do. I feel like it's unique every time and it's uh, a fun experience. Doesn't feel good. It feels just, like you're getting rid of waste, which I think is a good positive yeah. thing. Sitting on the toilet with that smelly, it's smelly. I just don't like it. 
Drink liters of water to prompt lots of trips to the toilet on work time. And once there, spend time on social media or playing games on your phone. Well, of course. Of, so of we're course. down with this. But don't do that when you're... How do you get away with that when you're peeing? I guess if you sit down to pee, which I don't know how that works in China, if, if they use urinals or not like we do. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You just take a stall when you can, I guess. Sure. Like you said, I don't know if I would... I mean, drink the appropriate amount of water, but I wouldn't overdrink it either. What if you drank fiber drinks? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I drink this 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 fiber drink. It tastes like orange orange drink, but oof, you know, yeah, it fucking gets the works flowing. That is something I'd be interested in. Although, yeah, I would do that because okay. I mean, taking a, if I'm being crude, but taking a crap at work really does feel like that's a good move. That is real time off, you know, taking a piss. Uh, okay. So taking a crap at work feels like real time off. You get some time to read social media. You get some time to hang out on the turtle. You know what I mean? Taking a piss is really, it's not a long time that you get to spend, but you do get to grab ass as you walk to and from yeah. the bathroom. It's something you learn like. When you're in, in elementary school, it's like, can I go to the bathroom? And once you get in the hallways, it's just like free for all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm free. You know, you're fucking peeking in your friend's classrooms, making faces at them, trying to get them to go to the bathroom with you. Yeah. So like, you know, so yeah. uh, uh, and that's how I was at work. It was like when I worked in the in the call center. I would go to the bathroom and I if, if I would be gone for so fucking long because I'd stop at somebody's desk and bullshit with them and then stop at somebody else's desk, stop at somebody's office and be like, hey, what's going on? It's a good move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That taking a business at work is cool too. I think they're both cool at work. I think that I think well, I mean, I, I feel like I mean, if you eat before work and you eat at work, you're gonna have to use the restroom, at least for me. Mm. I, I mean, I'm in and out. You're healthy. You, you, you're a healthy shitter. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Once a day, you know. Uh, well, this is, a great, this is a great quote here. Not working hard is everyone's basic right. True. Said one netizen. With or without legal protection, everyone has the right to not work hard. Agreed. But that is you don't also- you, you don't have to sign. When you sign up for a job, you're not agreeing to give it your best effort. You're agreeing to do what they want you to do. So if, if you can do better than what they asked, there's no reason you should do that. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, they don't know what hard is. That always bugged me when they were like, you're not working hard enough. And I'm like, you don't know what hard is for me. Hard is different for every single person out there. You know, maybe yeah. I was working hard enough. You know, I wasn't. But what I'm saying is, maybe it felt like it to you. It felt yeah. like it felt like a nightmare to you. <laughs> Every second of it work feels like a fucking nightmare. So I am working hard. If I'm that's so metric, stressed right now. <laughs> like you're barely meeting your metrics. It's like yeah, I know it's it's fucking hell for me. I know. I used to hate that when they would be like, I'd be like, yeah, it's just been been a rough week and they're like well you didn't do any extra work <laughs> and i'd be like i know maybe lighten up a little bit <laughs> yeah you know keeping up with this regular work week is just killing me <laughs> i mean it's a cable company i don't know how their days off worked but i did always have i i, I feel like i had days off so often you know i never worked more than like four weeks in a row without taking a day off 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were always like, you got these many days. And I'd be like, all right, I'm taking right. a week I'll off here. Get on I'll that. Take four days off here. Like, I took a lot of time off. If you have a job that is is fairly generous with vacation, sick, and personal time, you don't really make a run of it, you know? Absolutely. So it says here, young Chinese people are pushing back against an ingrained culture of overwork and embracing a philosophy of laziness known as touching fish. We need to touch fish over here, too. I would like to touch some fish. I know people think the American workforce is lazy, but that is fucking 100% not true. That is that is capitalist saying that. Do you remember that Cadillac commercial from a few years back? No. There was a Cadillac commercial that was like, you don't take days off. You work 50 hours a week because you know what it takes to get the job done. And it's just this guy doing like an Old Spice commercial about how you're working all the time constantly and that way that that for that reason you deserve a Cadillac. I got to dig that commercial up. I mean, there is a point there though. If you are working like that, we do actually, deserve Cadillacs, yeah. You do deserve a Cadillac. I had a Cadillac as a rental one time, and they should stop making Fords, Chevys, or anything less than a Cadillac. That should be the company car for the United States of America. That should be the state-sponsored car, is the Cadillac. Never driven a Cadillac, but uh, all those rentals we made were so great. I love rentals. It had cameras on and sensors on like every part of the vehicle. Like When you would go to back up, it would show you right above the rear wheel like where the curb was at and everything. It was incredible. Yeah. It should be the standard. Yeah, I love cat. I, I would love to drive a Cadillac. So it says young Chinese people are put oh, I'm sorry. The term is a play on a Chinese proverb. Muddy waters make it easy to catch fish. And the idea is to take advantage of the COVID crisis, drawing management's focus away from supervising their employees. What what is that? The idea is that the COVID crisis has made it... Oh, Muddy? Oh, oh, I get it. I now understand it. The COVID crisis, they're so busy with the fucking COVID crisis that you can let off the gas. Yes. Which I do believe that. It's easy to get your it's easy to get your paycheck now because no one is paying attention to what you're doing while you're you have a thermos full of whiskey and you're doing planks in the walk-in freezer. <laughs> the, the thermos full of whiskey is so fucking funny. That is just like that you can't get away with that though. Don't I I, uh, I would say I don't think you can get away with that. Maybe in China Do it in your car. Yeah. You can't bring it inside the building. Yeah. I remember one time I went in uh the first time I I had this sales job and I felt like I wanted to be straight with it. I wanted to be straight about it. And I wanted to be intentional and I didn't smoke weed. And then this guy, like a few weeks in was like, Hey man, you want to go smoke weed? And I was like, yeah, I do want to go smoke weed. So he we went in his car and smoked weed. And then we came back the second half of the day. I was so relaxed and I was closing all these deals. And the manager was like, Brett, you're on fire today, man. I don't know wherever you're at mentally. You just need to keep that going. And it was like, all right, I need to smoke weed at work, I guess. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. <laughs> I can. I, can I will. <laughs> yes, yes sir. Yeah. That's the time you listen to your boss. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me see here. The author of a viral post at the center of the conversation, Weibo user Massage Bear, described touch, touching fish as a life attitude. It is a life philosophy of perfunctory living. 
Letting go of oneself and others at the same time. And that's the key to living in the moment and being relaxed, she said. I fucking love it. I want to touch this. This is the new age stuff I like. Yeah. It's like I go to work and I do the least amount of possible until someone needs me to do something and then I do it. But I'm not doing extra. This is all about like, why am I going above and beyond? Because no one rewards me for being above and beyond. There's not enough places in management to, to promote me. I will do what is asked and that's all. I mean, America is a place. I think where this kind of philosophy just isn't ever going to make it in like touching fish will never make it in like the New York times or a lifestyle so, sort of section. That's mainstream. Like we, yeah, need they're not going to cover street fight radio. Yeah. We, we, we need somebody to push for that, to push for touching fish. We need like fucking Tony Robbins or somebody like that to be like, nah, y'all in order to get mentally healthy, you need to touch fish. Yeah, muddy the waters at work. Yes. I mean, one thing that I I think a lot of office workers are dicking around. Uh, uh, I think there are a lot that are doing actual lot more work now, but I think there are other people. Hopefully, well, I have to hope that there are office workers just fucking around. Yeah, I was going to say, I, from my point of view, this feels like they're falling in line with, with what I've been doing for years. Like, I feel like we have an, we definitely have an overworked culture. And I think that, like, when I go online and look at memes on Instagram or TikTok videos, I think there is a bigger culture of people that are like, work? I'm not going to do fucking work. Yeah, but that is also, that is really something that's been around forever. Yeah. But people still, I, you get to an age where, you resign yourself to I if I want to have this level of lifestyle, yep. I have to do this amount of work. And that amount of work is always double what you would ever actually want to do. Yeah. You know? True. And and where like we fall into the like those people on TikTok that are saying that are probably working their fucking asses off. Right. You right. know what I mean? And that's that's the thing is like uh uh I know, you know, I work pretty hard for for like what I do, I I feel like I work pretty hard, and like uh, uh I go on and say, you know, I don't want to. I I oh I'm lazy. I don't I don't want to work. It, but but the thing about it is is like I feel like I I am working strictly for myself and and for you. Like th this show is our thing. You yeah. know what I mean? And I feel good doing that. I think where it gets to be hard is when it's not your fucking thing yeah you know and you have to like work to somebody else's you have to do somebody else's idea of hard work you know it's not yeah. your idea of hard work yeah your fucking idea of hard work means fucking nothing when you're at work other than your idea of hard work, number one, never going to be the same as the boss's. Yep. And the boss is never going to have a realistic expectation for what hard work is. And, and if you have, if you did exactly what they wanted in their mind, they just think of everyone that works for them as not a hard worker. They're just legit. Everybody that works below you, you think they aren't doing what they should. If you met their expectations, they would just say, I mean, there was a little bit more. You could have gave it 110%. 
There's you know? new expectations. Actually, yes. if you meet their expectations, there becomes new expectations. There's like the good to great mindset. You know, that was something I learned about it at uh, uh, at the cable company. I was like, you guys are doing good. You know, everything's doing good. Your profits are good. Efficiency's good. But we don't want to just be good. <laughs> Good's not we great. Want- <laughs> yeah. We want to go from good to great. And it's a book. It's it's a, a yeah. motivational book that exists. I don't know what it is, but I remember getting the speech and being like, "But why can't we just be good?" Yeah, you know? good is good enough. <laughs> yeah. Good, good is great, actually. Yeah, good means shit's getting done, right? Like all the stuff that has to get done is getting done. Everything is good. Should be, you know, they don't let me decide that the other half of my life is good, but it should be great. Right, you right. I mean? <laughs> like, you can't, yeah, you you can't push them and say this mandatory this mandatory overtime is not great for my personal life. Yeah, good to great means nothing to on your side. It means everything to them, and there isn't there there just isn't a level out there. There isn't a, there isn't a, they don't cap it. They don't cap hard work. You know, there is no cap on hard work. It's never enough. Yeah. You, uh, you did great. Can you do this? Can you do more? Can Can you you be the greatest? Yeah. Until you're sitting at your desk with your fucking head down, grinding through and considering doing a kidnapping story (laughs) where your dad buried treasure in them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're Like, like, and you know what? Instead of going to work tomorrow, I could just pretend I got abducted? Yeah, yeah, That yeah, sounds yeah. better than being here. Instead of going into work tomorrow, I could say my grandma died and just go to the funeral home and pick up a uh, pick up a, one of the uh, sheets so that I can get away with it. And, st- you know, just like all this stuff. Like, I spent so much time just wanting to be good. I, yeah. I, I've brought this up a few times on... on this show where the quality control at insight at the, at the cable company I was at, right? Like, uh, uh, they would grade you basically out of a hundred and it was unacceptable to go under 95, which is just that to me is a fucking crazy number. To you can't people to be at. Yeah. Wait, you're dealing with customers. You cannot appease 95% of customers. No, it wasn't ever. even appease. It was just the work you had to do. Like, like the loops outside and the way you mount things and the way you run things and like these highly specific things that almost have nothing to do with the cable, you know? And it meant that if you if you didn't do one thing, that you were you failed. You failed. I failed with 98%. They're yeah. like, Brian, you know, we went and we checked this thing and you failed. And it was like literally, you know, one of the several fucking uh, things that I put on wasn't wrench tight. You know what I mean? I did several of them and one of them wasn't wrench tight and I failed. And it's just like, God damn, dude, that is such a heavy burden to put on somebody that I'm going to check this percentage of your work and it all has to be 100% correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it says here, uh, some make a game of it. Quartz reported aiming to be the employee who uses the most toilet paper or getting up from their desk whenever any other colleague does. 
Which oh I never did, goodness. but sounds really fun. That is really funny. If somebody gets up first, you just follow in their draft. Yeah. They notice the first person that stands up. The one that follows in behind them, they don't know. That's a difficult game, though, because if if that is one that a boss will notice right away. If every time somebody gets up, you get up. Yeah. They will notice it. I, I, I like the idea of... How many times can you get away with it before they start to notice? Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. is a funny game. They, I, you know, I think this all, this does, I feel like this touching fish craze does also relate with like millennial attitudes and like what we've been doing with the show, how people don't want to put up with this work environment. And this next paragraph goes into that too. It says the deliberate slowdown at work marks a cultural shift among younger generations who are pushing back against unhealthy work hours for little gain and not seeing the opportunities for upward m- mobility experienced by their parents. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's for everybody. Like it's happening globally. All of us are realizing that we can't continue what happened before. Yes. It's not working. We don't want to also. Yeah. I don't want to sign up for that either. Yeah. yeah. I just don't want that. It's not there. The The deal my parents had isn't still available. So, I want something new. Yeah. Yeah. It says the fundamental reason for me to do that is that I no longer believe that I can get a promotion in my current company by hard work and ability, said one Weibo user. That's hard though. That they're right. Like there are a lot there are only so many positions, first of all, that are up higher. So really hard workers, I mean, you know, I've talked about my wife a a, a lot on here that that like feels stuck in her position. And just like works her ass off, is always working, goes above and beyond all the time, but is stuck in her position, you know, where it's like, uh, 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 what are you supposed to do? There's nothing you can do. It's like, what is the fucking point in working hard at, at this point? You know, I'm going to get a thousand dollar raise this year, a thousand dollar raise this year for, for the whole fucking year. Right. You know? Yeah. That sucks. There's a joke in the tech industry. If you work hard before 35 as engineer in a food delivery company, then after 35, you are the delivery guy. (laughs) Said Suji Yan, a 25-year-old chief executive of a tech startup called (laughs) Mass.io. Yeah, I mean, I see that. I believe that. I mean, yeah, you're working there. You're getting paid a lot more money, but... But you don't have any time to do anything. And it's going to burn you up. And it's going to burn you out. Yeah. I've heard of people being fired after 35 because they spent less time in the company. I'm sorry. I have heard of people being fired after 35 because they spent less time in the company because they have families to look after and they have less energy than younger people. Yeah. That's cool, though. You should. 35 should be. 35 sounds like a good age for just starting to draw it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I feel like we should heap the burden of work on people under 35. And then once (laughs) you get to 35, it's smooth sailing. 35, you work 35 hours a week. 40, you work 30 hours a week. Yes. (laughs) You know, we'll we'll work those numbers out. But yeah, let's start drawing it down at 35. I think this is a good time. That should be your peak of life. That's like the halfway point of life. And then you just, from there... Less and less responsibilities for more money. Yeah, and and that until you no more. Yes, you know until that day comes where you hit that age where you don't have to do it no more. 
Yeah, maybe people over 50 shouldn't be working. I think that. I, I would love that. I mean, people over 50 that want to work, I will always say work. Because I know yeah. America's a fucking weird-ass place. <laughs> yeah, people got to keep saying. <laughs> yeah. The touching fish movement has a sense of humor, but behind it is a deadly serious issue. Recent deaths have again highlighted the dangers in China's 996 work culture. Of reference to working 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week at a minimum, particularly in the tech industry and among food delivery drivers. The 996 attitude is widespread despite labor laws saying work should be limited to eight hours a day for an average of 44 hours a week. Okay. They're right right there in our time. They're right there in in, in what we think. Right. You know? Uh, Uh... but we don't think that anymore. We we like actually don't think that eight hours a day, forty hours a week is that's well, not what we think. I think the dominant people still do. I mean, I think we're still live under those rules. I think it's I think more. Live, this is more of a sea change. I think, I think above every, every everybody under forty knows what the rules are and has been adults and and are like we can't do this. I'm not going to do this for the last last half of my fucking life. I sort of feel like. Six days a week seems like standard to a lot of people now. You know, a lot of people that work six days a week. I feel like we have taken on more hours in recent years here with what with mandatory overtime or even just voluntary overtime. I I, I would be interested to see with full time people because you can't put part time people in this space, although it probably it would change it a lot. But if you took everybody that's classified as a full-time employee, that's not self-employed, I would be interested to see how many hours the average is. And, and I think it's probably over 40. I, I would believe that. Like I would, I would think that like the average person with a full-time 40 hour week job is probably working closer to 50 hours a week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, we're, there's a lot of ask. I mean, the, really, the way to maintain your your employment is to do those extra asks, to work those extra hours, to stay late. I mean, we, we still live in a culture that preaches show up, show up early, and and stay late. Oh, I believe me. <laughs> when I was working for real, I would hear that and be like, "This is crazy. I'm yeah. not doing that." Uh, we're almost through this thing. Uh, media reports include anecdotes of employees being offered bonuses or fold-out beds for under the desk if they work overtime, <laughs> fines for missing phone calls, and evil s- even signal blockers in the bathrooms to stop employees using their phones while on the toilet. Do we think? And and you know that would be somebody would say that that's like an authoritarian thing in China. But goddamn, they're going to do that here. Yeah, we that's have that. Yeah. Happen here. I mean, I'm for sure of it. It's just we are places like Amazon are what we should be looking at for the way they treat people. And I would not be surprised if they put signal blockers in the bathroom at Amazon. Yeah. Uh, It's not that I don't do my job well, said one Weibo user. Touching fist to resist 996 is nothing more than a kind of nonviolent non-cooperation in a harsh working environment in a difficult process of safeguarding rights. Hallelujah. Yeah, I love touching fish. Listeners, touch fish. Touch more fish. Yeah. Let's come up with some games. 
sometime. I know this Some week's touching an ABC, fish games. This week's an ABCD show, but maybe the week after that we'll touch fish. We'll we'll come up with touching fish games. Good on the show. Yeah, because we've talked about on the show, like, wasting time at work sometimes is just like too much. Like watching the hour hand go by or. It's just really hard to deal with. But if there are fun games you can play amongst your employ your your coworkers, fucking gamble on the games too. Sure, you know, get get a pool going. That one about getting up every time somebody gets up with that is one that you could gamble on. Who's the first person that's going to get called yeah. into the office? Because it's not going to be the person that gets up the most. It's going to be the person the boss dislikes the most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they notice? Yeah. 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 He's conditioned to notice this person that he hates, which was me at the cable company. In December, a 23-year-old employee of e-commerce giant Pinduodu died after working past midnight, the company confirmed earlier this month. While her death hasn't been formally attributed to overwork, the company attracted furious backlash over the expectations put upon employees, and it was exacerbated further when earlier this month an engineer, surnamed Tan, took his own life. God damn. Yeah. I mean, people are dying. Oh, yeah, it does. That's happening here, too. No, I'm, I'm not painting this... I'm not painting this as a China thing at no, all. No, no, no. I'm not saying you are, but I'm saying that, like, if somebody, somebody, like, listening to this, right? There, are, a lot of people think China is just like a, a bizarre planet. place. Yeah. yeah, and I think you know, in America, I am fairly positive that people die from being overworked often, constantly. We had that story about the woman who uh, uh, fell asleep in her car and died. In between jobs, she was waiting to go on at one place. She had left one place and was waiting to go on another place and died of carbon monoxide poisoning in her car. Sleep. And we had somebody go to jail, I think it was last week, for leaving her kids in a hotel room while she went and worked her shift. Yeah. And uh, stuff like that. We we do the same shit here. We're, we're just as brutal when it comes to our workers, you know? Yeah. Shortly afterwards, Pinduo Duo also fired an employee named as Wang Taizu. Wang said he was fired after posting a photo online of an ambulance parked outside the company's Shanghai office building with the caption, Another brave Pinduo Duo warrior has fallen. <laughs> cracking jokes about yeah. cracking jokes about your, your co-workers, you know, going to the hospital. Yeah, saying, like, we're not in the army or anything like that. <laughs> right. We just work at Pinduo Duo. Right. Pinduo Duo reportedly disputed the, his, character, his characterization of the medical incident and said Wang was fired for extreme comments made with obvious malice. I mean, you could have blamed him. It's a mean. He neutralized. He was neutralizing. Wang was neutralizing the experience of working in a place that kills people yes yes that's true that is true yes uh violating company rules and unrated to the ambulance video another video which he posted after he was fired criticizing the intent the intense work culture at the company was viewed nearly half a million times according to six tone pin duo duo denied the accusations in the video yeah well, you know, uh, yep. I'm sure we'll hear stuff coming out of tech 
comp. I'm sure yeah. we would hear some pretty nasty it's shit same. coming out of tech companies. This next here. thing is right. Jan said companies got around labor laws in global, globally familiar ways. Hiring people as contractors rather than employees yeah. and incentivizing people like delivery, delivery drivers to work long hours more often with bonus and games rather than forcing them to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works here. I mean, that's what Lyft and Uber and all that stuff. Yeah. Drive you know? this weekend and you get bonus time or, you know, a, a multiplier on your fucking tips or yes. something. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a... Uh, 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 it's a global phenomenon, and I hope that touching fish becomes a global phenomenon. <laughs> I agree. I, I think it should take off. He said as a chief executive, he understands the pressures companies were under to increase output, but disagreed with the systematic culture of overwork and saw the touching fish movement as a form of safe resistance. People do that because they have no way of talking to the management. Yep. Yes. Yes. That is the feeling of working in this world. <laughs> you know, that, that I, I mean, what am I going to say? I, if I say that you're giving me too much work, they're going to say, maybe you're not cut out to work. Exactly. Is, is the way it is. And Amazon, like we talked about at the beginning, they've constantly just were like, well, we maintain absolutely insane metrics for people to meet. If you don't meet those, you're not, Cut, cut out for Amazon. Yeah, yeah, you can't. So they convince Amazon. people that the the folks that are willing to pee in a bottle and, and keep all of their sickness silent, those people are like, well, I'm cut out for this. Like, I, I'm I'm willing to do what it takes to get this job yes. for thirteen eighty an hour. Yes, yes, and desperately want it. And, and like, even those people don't want to be doing that amount of work. Right. You know, they just feel like. Well, I'm, I can I'm do in it. the trenches with my fellow Amazon workers, my fellow non-union Amazon workers. Yeah. Well, uh, that was Touching Fish. That was Street Fight Radio. Yeah, there is um, there is a few paragraphs here, but we covered it all. Basically, they wrap it up by saying uh, that this is going to have to be a reckoning in their society and, you know... This is a conversation that needs to be had. Let that happen here. Oh, I'd love it if somebody... Everywhere. Would. Yeah, yeah. Globally. Global touching fish solidarity. Flatly. Yes. Thanks for listening to Street Fight Radio. We will, be, we will be back on Sunday night. It's the ABCD show. Anybody but cis dudes can call in. Uh, that's what we're looking for. So tune in this Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're taking your calls. We're Street Fight Radio. And if you got extra money to throw around right now, head to store.streetfightradio.com. You can pre-order T-shirts. You can get stickers, magnets, pins. You can also get access to any of the digital premium audio shows that we've done, like Holy Boys, Buttfest 2000, and Shocktober. That's available at store.streetfightradio.com. But we really need you to we really need you to sign up on Patreon to uh, keep this thing afloat. And we will see you on Sunday. Peace. Hi, this is guy in Los Angeles. Um, I was just listening to the call-in show, and uh, y'all seemed really excited when a person called in and told you that how to hack the vaccine with a fake letter and everything. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that letter thing is true, uh, but uh, the category he got a letter for, the construction people, are in the second tier. In the very first tier is healthcare workers, um, and healthcare workers are defined also includes people who offer medical or 
nutrition services for the homeless and uh or disadvantaged populations um and so uh i know at least brett works with food not bombs i work with food not bombs here in los angeles and we were able everybody that works with food not bombs was able to get vaccinated uh because we fall into that category providing food to uh the the unhoused community um so i just thought i'd give you a heads up if you already work with food not bombs you don't need that hack or trick anybody or forge any documents, um, Food Not Bombs should be able to uh, get a letter, uh, write a letter that says that um, we have a letter that we gave to all the members and we were able to get vaccinated, um, which is important because, I mean, it's it's not any, it's go around or, or get around or loophole or anything. You should be able to get vaccinated if you do work with them. Um, you're welcome to call me back if you uh, need a copy of the letter we have for ours so you can adapt it for your group or whatever. Um, I don't, the outgoing message said you were going to play this on the show, so uh, I'm not going to list my cell phone, uh, but I'm sure you have caller ID you can figure it out. Um, all right, cool. Well, if you need any pointers, let me know. U.S. Attorney James Kennedy says Wise is connected to Buffalo's Black Soprano gang. Other members are awaiting sentencing. Ah. The butcher coming, nigga. Butcher coming, nigga. Yo. I've been selling dreams to sleepers, nigga. Tell the truth, that's the perfect business. Cause in the drought, I was paying double for some work that wasn't even worth the ticket. Place scrapers with the work to get it. Check my bank statements, probably hurt your feelings. How? I'm in every verse admitting how I work a kitchen like it's church's chicken. What you know about taking bags cross state on a half a tank of gas? The first around ain't no work around. You gotta hit it twice just to make it last. Take a quarter, you make a quarter. Put that together, that'll make a half with a coke compressor. It's Matter of fact, I ain't telling niggas shit. Who are these niggas? I think they all overrated. I think they all are outdated. I'm independent, but they think that I'm sounding shady. Cause my jewelry look like I made it. Just got a house. I need a brand new Mercedes. We kicking ass like the baby. I'm on a crime. I link with the plugs that I met one more time. If these labels don't pay me. Ugh. I remember when I first told my father who I was dealing with. I'm like, I told him I was dealing with Benny. He was like, Benny from Montana? Like, be careful, man. It's like that block, crazy. Yeah. That's the H block. Yeah. Like the H block. I ran off the deep end. Picked up my mama house. Came back carrying things in. I'm careful, cause they give you five for a robbery. But they burying kingpins. The real trenches. War with the feds, nigga. And I'm talking real business. For Duffer was plea to a 20. They forced on the trial. He come back on the pill sentence. These investigations current, nigga. The wiretaps got me playing it safe. Ask Earl how about it if you think I'm frontin' about that 20 grand a day This the only block on the east side where the dope shooters all come and get it Quarterback and plays from a kitchen, how I honor student, gonna come a chemist At my mom crib, having flashbacks, 10 guns on me like a Mad Max Put the team on with the last batch, but you niggas never gonna be half that Riches or jail bars with some niggas that I burn in hell for. I was feeling like the cause was dealt wrong. Got my money up and put my cell phone, motherfucker. Sure enough, a few months later, it was like 7:30 in the morning. I heard some loud banging at the door. Benny went to the window and said, "Bay, it's the police." 